Welcome back, everyone, to the Straight Up Sports Talk podcast. Once again, here on the campus of Ball State University, joined with my co-host Sam Thillman, as usual. Sam, we we finally got started here recording this podcast a little later in the week than we normally record. We had a drink fiasco before we started recording, but we made it, and we're <laughs> we're recording. I guess mm-hmm. is is the positive to come out of this. Uh, so. Uh, right before we started recording here, we were getting our laptop set up, our recording equipment all ready to go, and I had brought along a drink with me to enjoy while we're recording this podcast because my throat kind of hurts after you talk for a long time. So um, I'm, I brought one of these, uh, car- it's carbonated flavored water, it's the best way to put it, and uh, I popped it open, didn't even think, and it fizzed out everywhere i mean all over the table my laptop was sitting right in front of me all over the laptop um and thanks to ball state they don't carry paper towels in their bathroom because it's all air dryer to save the environment so didn't really have anything to wipe it up with so i'm like holding it up to the ac vent wiping off my shirt it's a whole thing but i think i got it pretty dry and we'll find out i guess if i ruin my laptop here in a couple of days but yeah, that was a start to uh, our podcast recording experience, but hey, we're recording here. I believe it's episode 29 or 28. I don't really remember, but one of those episodes, we're getting up there close to 30 episodes um, and uh, yeah, episode 29 coming out right now. And uh, this is the one you're listening to and we'll get in. I believe next week we'll have episode 30. If I look at my calendar right uh Actually, next week starts our new, brand new schedule. So next week we'll start our, our brand new schedule starting on uh, next Friday, a week from uh, today, if you're listening to it on the day it comes out. Uh, September 11th, we will start with our new schedule. Again, two podcasts a week. We're going to cover the NFL season front, frontwards, backwards, sideways, all the way around. We'll have the NFL season covered uh, is what our podcast is mainly going to shift to. We'll still have our normal sports conversation there as well with Sam. Are you excited to hear for this new schedule that, that we're going to be tackling here soon? I mean, yeah, I run four podcasts. I like podcasts, so why wouldn't I be excited? Sam is a podcasting uh, podcasting guru, I guess, between the two of us. Started with our podcast, and you've kind of taken that and gotten new and good opportunities, which is great as well. Mm-hmm. And you have some exciting news. You are now working for a very uh, highly touted football stat keeping organization mm-hmm. sam why don't you go ahead and tell us about your new new uh job um so i i get recently got a job offer for basically a base uh data analyst for pro football focus for you guys that don't know pro football focus is basically this huge organization on nfl analytics whatever you want based on college football football fantasy football whatever you want and i just signed a confidentiality agreement so i can't really get too in-depth but that's basically my job. Yeah, so uh, you'll be able to provide some stats for us from the NFL season, maybe, yeah, if you're maybe. working those games, right? Maybe, because, again, I can't really divulge too much because then I might get sued. So I really don't want to do that. And we don't want you getting sued because uh, we're not really making that much money from this podcast. Actually, we're making no money from this podcast. Yeah. So we wouldn't be able to help you out there. Straight Up Sports Talk would not be able to give you a, give you a settlement. Mm. (laughs) But anyways, yeah, we got this new schedule coming out Fridays weekend prep is what is what those episodes are going to be called getting you ready for the weekend. We're going to talk betting. 
We're going to talk fantasy maybe a little bit. We're going to talk the games. We're going to do our picks. Uh, that was a famous segment on our radio show, Lock It In. Me and Sam go head-to-head. We pick two games every week, and uh, we keep the overall record. Whoever's victorious in the end wins. And so we'll continue to do that. That'll be on the weekend prep uh, episodes that come out every Friday. Uh, we'll record them probably Thursdays afternoons. They'll come out Friday morning, get you ready for the weekend. Mondays, they'll be called, those episodes, you'll find them, they're going to be called Monday Mayhem. It's going to be a podcast where we're going to overreact to the weekend in the NFL, to the weekend in, in college football, to the weekend in whatever sport's going on. Golf is still going on as well. We'll overreact to all of those, uh, but mainly stay with the NFL. We'll react to our, our, if we made any bets over the weekend, we'll react to those. We'll react to our fantasy football teams. We'll react to everything uh, that happened over our weekend and kind of set the stage for what's coming up in the next week. So those episodes we call Monday Mayhem coming out on Mondays. Weekend prep comes out on Fridays. Stay tuned for those and, and make sure the best way you can keep up with those is following Straight Up Sports Talk on Twitter. And uh, that's where you get the latest information regarding our uh, podcast. So it'll be good. I think it's going to be exciting. But it's time to get into this episode. We've been beating around the bush too much. And I think this episode is going to be fun in, in a variety of ways because normally, I mean, the past couple episodes, in my opinion, Sam, have been boring. Mm-hmm. We've just talked about what's been going on, the latest news, and at a certain point, it gets boring. So uh, we decided, you know, let's, let's figure out a topic to discuss in this podcast, and that is going to be that of NFL free agency. We're going to discuss some of the big name free agents that are still out there. Um, where they could potentially end up, what teams they fit best with, what teams they're in talks with, and then some other uh, free agency moves, trades that have happened around the NFL of recent uh, of recency. Uh, but we'll get started. We'll start with Jadavion Clowney. Still on the market, Sam. Hmm. How much does it surprise you that he is still on the market after being let go by Seattle? Uh, I'm personally not surprised. When you look at what he's basically asking for, it's kind of ridiculous. I believe it was in the upper – uh, tier of the pass rusher market, like 20 or million dollars. And there's just not a market for him. You've got to balance out not only what you're worth, but with your market value. And maybe he thinks he's better than he is. Uh, personally, I think he should reduce his asking price if he wants to play. I don't know whether he's just doing this to potentially sit out a COVID year. I'm not really sure, but I'm not really surprised that he's not been signed up to this point. I'm a little bit surprised just because of the fact I know he is asking a lot and, and he wants that big blockbuster deal, but I'm kind of surprised that he hasn't taken a little bit of a lesser deal. We are getting closer to the NFL season. A week from today is actually kickoff, the week from the day we're recording this. So I am, I am very surprised that, that he has not signed with at least somebody yet. Um, he's 27 years old, which – and his position is getting up there in age. I mean, he's only got so many more years left to where he's going to be at the peak of his game. Uh, and I think there's going to be a couple of teams that want to take a chance on him. There's talks of him going to the Titans. Um, from what I've seen, does does he make a return to the AFC South um, or the Titans pass on him? Because the Titans honestly could use some defensive help. Um, you know, their team was built on that run game of Derrick Henry, but – could you see potentially Jadavion Clowney going to Tennessee and helping out that squad there in Nashville? I definitely could. When you look at the roster, their defense alignment is Jeffrey Simmons, uh, Daquan Jones, Isaiah Mack, Vic Beasley Jr. is basically their starting uh, pass rusher. So 
anytime you get a big name like uh, Jadavian Clowney in there, it's it's definitely a big fit. I'm not going to lie. You would definitely be, be a huge help. But it's just all depending on if the Titans are willing to match what he's asking for, if Jadavian Clowney is willing to come down from his asking price. Sure, it would be a great fit in theory. Like, he would be a great fit on a lot of teams. But it's just a matter of coming together the cap space and the numbers and working out kind of his fit with the team. I, I think the Titans should figure out a way to get him in there. A couple of reasons. One is they're in a similar position that the Colts were in 2018, where they just came off a playoff, a couple of playoff victories. I mean, they, they played great in the playoffs, fell short to the, to the champions in Kansas City. Um, I think they're in a position where they have to put the, the gas on this year. After this year, I think Derrick Henry's going to want more money. He's going to start to go downhill. You have to do it this year, and I think the Titans know that. I think they figure out a way to get it done with Jadavian Clowney because this is a all-or-nothing year almost for the Titans. If they don't make a run at the Super Bowl this year, who knows what's going to happen next year. Kind of a similar situation with the Colts a couple of years ago where you said, okay, we're going to have all the returning starters. Let's add a few more people, and we'll be good to go. And then, obviously, Andrew Luck drops a bombshell on us, and that kind of ruins that. So I think the Titans are in a – in a position to where let's pick him up, even if they have to pick him up mid-season. You know, they might say, Look, let's wait it out. Let's see if he, if he's willing to come down a little bit, and then we pick him up mid-season and we roll from there. I could, I could even see that happening with the Titans. Uh, actually, uh, Derrick Henry signed a four-year contract back in this offseason with Ryan Tannehill. They both signed an extension. So those young pieces are good. And when you look at A.J. Brown signed on his rookie contract, Corey Davis says, I believe, still on his rookie contract. Adam Humphreys is still – I still I think he's under contract after he signed coming over from the Bucks. So they've got the pieces on offense. But I think they need a big name like Jadavian Klein to give that boost on defense. You look at their defense. They've got a solid uh, secondary in Kev- Kevin Byard. They've got Dory Jackson, Kevin- Kenny Vaccaro coming over the- from the Saints. You've got Malcolm Butler, Harold Landry, Rashawn Evans. So you've got the secondary covered. Now you just need some pass rushers to get in, get after the quarterback. Yeah, and if they had one or two good pass rushers, they could have potentially beat the Chiefs. I agree with that. And and, and you mentioned, you know, they, they just signed Henry to a four-year deal. I, I had forgot about mm-hmm. that for momentarily. I, once you started to say that, I remembered. But, yes, they, they have signed to a four-year deal. But, again, they're in that window where mm-hmm. you got one to two years maybe to make this work because pieces will start to fall, fall apart. You get injuries, all those things. So they really have this one to two-year window where they got to get it done. We'll see what happens with the Titans. We'll see what happens with Jadavion Clowney. I think there's a couple of other locations that he could go. But we'll just keep an eye on it. And, uh, and and I think he'll land somewhere, whether he's there week one or, or midway through the season. David McClaney will play mm-hmm. um, his handful of NFL snaps this this fall. So uh, the other uh, free agent, Earl Thomas, uh, the safety formerly with Baltimore. There's been talks that I've seen on the internet when I was doing some research for the show. Talks of him coming to Indianapolis. The Colts, they kind of need some, some boost in that secondary. Malik Hooker, Kari Willis. And George Odom, those are the three safeties that are currently on the depth chart. So they're going to have to pick up somebody. Is he the kind of guy that you see fitting into the Colts' defensive side of things? He would be a good, uh, a good, you know, body to have back back there for safety. But does he fit into that that uh, role? Does he have that mentality? I guess is a better word for what Frank Reich wants and, and needs. Uh no, he Errol Thomas, to his credit, is an excellent safety. No discredit to him. 
Uh, he just doesn't fit in with the locker room. We've seen Chris Ballard preach all about building up the locker room and how locker room, like having a positive vibe in the locker room, gives you kind of chemistry. And when you look at what Earl Thomas has done, and I, and I defended him when he left Seattle and flipped off everybody. We all saw that clip of him getting carted off. And I was like, okay, his time's done with Seattle. Like, we all knew it, it was the writing on the wall. But then what he's done with Baltimore, it's just shown, do we really want him in our locker room? Just from, like, he's an excellent safety. He's an all-pro safety out there. He's no discredit to that. He's got the talent. But I don't want him in my locker room. No discredit to him. I think Malik Hooker and Carl, Kari Willis are solid safeties. They're obviously not to Earl Thomas's level, but at the same time, I'd rather have both of them than Earl Thomas bringing his kind of mentality and attitude into that locker room. Yeah, I 100% agree. When when I was two, when I was looking up Earl Thomas stuff about uh, you know his time with the Ravens and his time with Seattle, and and it, it all just kind of pointed to you know Indianapolis, it could be a potential landing spot. And I just kind of wondered, how does that mentality work? Because the Colts and, and Chris Ballard has been known to pass on players that have certain that, – that have their heads blown out of the water, that think they are the best, that think, you know, that, that they are entitled to certain things on the team. And he's passed on them, and it's been great for the Colts. Um, it's been a couple of instances where, um, you know, it was like, well, the Colts should sign this. Well, no, that's, that's obviously not going to work. He goes somewhere else and does it. Just like with Antonio Brown. The Colts would never sign Antonio Brown. Um, and I think it's the same way with Earl Thomas. I don't think they would sign him unless it's a desperate, desperate need uh, for that safety position. But uh, Earl Thomas, again, one of those guys that, honestly, I could see sit, not playing this season. I think mm-hmm. it, it, he is a risk. There's a risk factor associated with him. What team's willing to take that risk? I don't know. I, I just don't see him coming with the Colts. And, and that's kind of the first, you know, on a, just a random Google search. I like to, to do a random Google search before I, you know, make my own opinions on, you know, where does the internet see him going? And the, it said the Colts, and as a Colts fan, I just don't, see that happening or wanting that to happen and also I saw that the Baltimore Ravens and him are currently fighting out their contract because I believe Baltimore owes him like 10 million dollars but they're kind of disputing that based on his character and whatnot so the the teams are currently waiting to see how much they have to spend on him because if he gets that 10 million dollars they can just sign him for the minimum but if he doesn't get that then you have to pay a little bit more for him is he worth that risk it's just like when you if you're going through a divorce, you don't, you don't go, you don't go sleeping with another person until that divorce. <laughs> I guess through, right? that's the way you want to play. Maybe, team, maybe it's a similar situation where the teams are waiting for that divorce to happen. They're waiting for that settlement before mm-hmm. they, you know, decide where he wants to go. It's just, you know, a similar mm-hmm. situation. There's several applications you can apply football <laughs> in real life. Yeah. Is that one of them? Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe not. But it was a, it was a long shot from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Oh well. We'll, we'll, get, we'll just move on. We'll stick to sports, as we like to do here. Uh, Devontae Freeman, I uh, wanted to get to the offensive side of things in the free agent. Devontae Freeman, he's still on the market. There's some teams that are in need of a running back. Where do you see, you know, potential any spot for Devontae Freeman? I know he's had some injury problems the past couple of seasons, but uh, Freeman still out there on the market. I know there was talks of him going to L.A., uh, but that never really formulated to anything. Yeah, I'm going to go with the team we t- may talk about later in the Jacksonville Jaguars. They need a running back. Let's face it. They got lit, which he probably won't go because the Jaguars are in a rebuilding mode and in um, tanking for basically Trevor mode. But the Jaguars simply need a running back considering they just let go of Leonard Fournette. I could possibly 
Because because what I like about certain teams is the two dynamic uh, running backs. When you look at Titans, you had Derrick Henry and Deion Lewis. You have Colts, who now have Marlon Mack and Jonathan Taylor. So maybe you could go to a team that needs a kind of uh, versatile guy. When you look at the uh, Raiders, they have Josh Jacob, but they have no complimentary back to him. So you could possibly see that. The Chargers could use him with Austin Eckler. So there's there's a bunch of different ways I could see him going. Now, will he sign with somebody? Again, like Earl Thomas, we just don't know. Yeah, and uh, I think he, he definitely deserves the play, and I think he, he will find himself on a roster. I just want to say that at the outset. But, um, yeah, teams, and I've said this in the past, NFL teams, you can't rely on, you can't rely on that one workhorse running back. I mean, the Titans did it, but still, it, it hurt them in some mm-hmm. aspects. You cannot rely on that. Just you got one back that does everything. You have to have that two to three even running back approach. The Colts have done it really well. The the, the running by committee, I have absolutely loved uh, the past couple of seasons. You know, Marlon Mack, he's a good running back, but he can't do it all by himself. The Colts realized that. They said, okay, we'll get some help in here for you, and they did that. So I think that, you know, Devontae Freeman can go to a team where they maybe need that second complimentary back to come in and maybe bust out um, a couple 10 to 20-yard runs a game. So, yeah, you look at the teams that you mentioned as well. Um, I think he could go anywhere. He's not going to the Jaguars. The Jaguars are in full mm-hmm. tank for Trevor mode. Um, and I think Minshew Mania is over down there in Jacksonville. <laughs> but Devontae Freeman, I think, will find a team. But it's going to be a team that, that needs that second running back to make that running back by committee thing work. I do enjoy the running back by committee thing. I think, you know, it changes things up. It keeps the defense on their heels. And you're not overusing one running back. The Titans, you know, they got to get that complimentary back in there. That's why I think you could see a Devontae Freeman go there. Uh, I don't know if Freeman's willing to accept that lower role, you know, lower man on the totem pole. But, I mean, Devontae, I mean, it, that's something that I can see. Devontae Freeman and Derrick Henry as tandems backs for the Titans. Well, I mean, Devontae Freeman's been doing it for his most of his career now with the Falcons. When you look at it, he started with him and Tevin Coleman being that kind of running back by committee. And even these past few seasons, you've seen him with Edo Smith, even though Devontae Freeman was kind of the more workhorse back, Edo Smith still got some of the carries, still took some of the workload off him. So hopefully Devontae Freeman realizes that even though he'll be getting less in workload, his career uh, length will be better by having more than one back. Yeah. And, and yeah, he's got to realize that. I think he will, like you mentioned. So, uh, it should be interesting to, to watch and uh, and see how that plays out. Uh, I kind of wanted to move in to uh, to a different topic, not necessarily around free agency. It does have to do with free agency, but it doesn't in the same aspect. Uh, we saw earlier this week Leonard Fournette going down to Tampa Bay to join the Bucks. I put this question in here, Sam. Do you consider Tampa? Are they now a super team, or are they a couple pieces away from being proclaimed that super team as a – term we like to use for NBA teams. I'm not going to call them a super team for the simple fact that I originally thought the Browns were kind of a super team in the making. But yet, the uh, just because you have a bunch of big-name pieces doesn't mean it will end up uh, working in the long term. Sure, it sounds good to have Tom Brady, him, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, uh, who's their tight end, uh, O.J. Howard, Rob Gronkowski, on the defensive side, Shaquille Barrett. Like, these big names sound good in theory, right? Like, on paper – Sounds like they should go 16-0, but it just doesn't work out that way. It never does, and 
we've we've seen difference like in the NBA 73 and 9, but this is the NFL. It's completely different. So I don't think they're a super team until they prove it. I agree. The only the only way I could see them being called a super team is because they have players on the team that have already had success. You have Tom Brady, you have Robert Gronkowski that have already been successful in their profession. They've already got it done. Tom, what, six times he's got it done. Mm-hmm. So that's the only reason I could see them being called a super team. I don't want to say they're a super team because, like you mentioned, they got to put all the pieces together and actually have to do it on the field. So, no, they're not a super team yet. Um, now, if they are successful this year and they come back next year and add a few more pieces, then sure. But, again, this is a team that has players that have success, and I think that's why people got really high on the Browns was, you know, they were a super team because they had so many players, but hardly any players that have won a mm-hmm. Super Bowl. And Tampa has that. They've got the Super Bowl winning uh, quarterback and tight end on that team and several other players as well. So I think that they're not a super team yet. At the end of this season, we might be proclaiming them a super team. It'll just have to to wait and see. Uh, Sam, I got some breaking news here before we end the show. The Patriots, I I thought this was kind of, um, kind of, um, what's the word for it? Uh, Kind of understood that, that, Cam Newton would be the starting quarterback week one, and they've made it official. Cam Newton will be starting quarterback week one. He's won the job over Jared Stidham. Kind of expected. uh, I did not really see the Patriots, after picking up Cam Newton, to roll with Jared Stidham in week one. Yeah, considering the experience Cam Newton has had, like everybody knows how electric he is on both passing and running the ball. We've seen him go to a Super Bowl with the Panthers before. After that, kind of just fell off the wheels with the Panthers, and then they just kind of fell out of superstardom. But anyway, I think it was kind of clear to everybody that um, Cam Newton was going to be the star. Jarrett said him, to his credit, is a solid quarterback. I wouldn't say he's a superstar quarterback. We've seen him maybe throw in like two to three games. But I think the Patriots see something in him that potentially, if Cam Newton decides to leave after this one year, they could potentially – uh, put him in as the future quarterback because why would they not announce Cam Newton as the starter this late unless they think Jerusalem has somewhat of a chance to get the starting spot? I think he does um, in the, later in the season. Maybe if the Patriots aren't having the success that they would like, if Cam Newton's attitude's not meshing with Bill Belichick, which is going to be another interesting aspect to watch this season is to see how Cam Newton in-game, not necessarily off the field, because I think they'll be fine off the field, but in-game, in the heat of the moment, how will both of them work together, I think is going to be fun to watch. going to be interesting to find out, you know, what that chemistry is like, how much trust does Belichick put into Cam Newton, and uh, how that's going to work, because I could see Belichick, you know, just getting pissed at Cam Newton one game, Jared Stidham's in there in the next game. So it'll be interesting to, to see and find out. Yeah, I, I think you mentioned it perfectly, the mesh between him. I know uh, Bill Belichick called him a hard worker this past like week or so. So maybe that's a good thing to see that they're kind of, um, kind of getting in on the same chemistry. They're kind of flowing a little bit. But I think Jared Stidham is something that the Patriots are kind of keeping for themselves. That, kind of like a Jimmy G situation where people realize after three or four seasons that Jimmy G was legit and – the Patriots took a risk him on third seasons or on the in the third or second round, kept him around. They saw some potential on him. Maybe that's the same thing they're doing with Jared Stidham. Yeah, we'll just have to wait and find out. All right, Sam, you got anything else uh, before we wrap up the show today? Uh, nope. I uh, hope everybody has a great Labor Day weekend since this is that uh, upcoming weekend. Other than that, 
I'm just, I'm just, I'm just feeling pretty good. Yeah, it's going to be beautiful weather this weekend. I think it'd be a great, uh, great time to get out and do some stuff. So uh, we definitely hope you enjoy the weekend. College football starts tonight. FBS football tonight. Uh, we've got Central Arkansas and UAB in the first game, and Southern Alabama and somebody else in the second game. I'll be tuning in. I'm sure it's football. It's college football. It's going to be exciting. Uh, again, FBS football starts tonight, September 3rd, um, and yeah, it should be a good time. College football rolls this weekend. Late, see and find out how many teams actually play, and then a week from today, the NFL starts. It's all starting to uh, kind of roll and, and, and take form, and I uh, can't wait to, to watch it play out. All right, Sam, thanks for uh, you know recording again, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll, we'll see you next week for the start of our new schedule. Start of our new schedule. That's right. It should be great. All right, don't forget, follow us on Twitter, Straight Up Sports Talk on Twitter, where you can find us. All the latest episodes are there. All of our past episodes are archived on Apple Podcasts and Spotify for you to download and listen to at your convenience. All right, we'll see you. We'll come back next week with a new schedule. The first uh, episode of that new schedule will be Weekend Prep coming out a week from, uh, if you're listening to this today, it comes out a week from today. Uh, if not, September 11th is the first episode of Weekend Prep, and uh, we can't wait to bring it to you. We'll uh, talk to you next time, and have a great night.